When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to D&D Indeed, the dinner party role-playing podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel. With me today are all the fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hi! Hello. Uh, hi! What? Hi, everybody. Beth, we're saying hi. Say oh, I hi. had my headphones off. I know. Say hi. H- hello. There we go. <laughs> oh, Flagetti is with us once again. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> you sound happy. <laughs> sound thrilled. Someone drew that uh, picture of Flagetti and Papo, which is fantastic. However, he is missing the long nose that I think is crucial to Flagetti. There's a mask. It's, 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 it's well, is it? Is it is a it? mask or is it the nose? It appears as a mask, but it is but part of I figured of it's his... like a carnival like, kind of mask. But it is also but, actually his nose. Yes. Oh. Yes. At Stu yes. and Marty. Jess on Twitter drew this. Yes, thank you. Awesome picture. Yeah, I was just looking uh, at it. But you do have well, a clown honk that. nose. Yeah. It's Which interpretation. is great. Mm-hmm. It is an interpretation, yes. <laughs> I like it. I was watching a random episode of Malcolm in the Middle, and they were at a restaurant, and the spaghetti clown poster was in the background, <laughs> oh. and I tried to screen cap it, but Hulu said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spaghetti clown is so special to a certain demographic. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I just love that it was in like a what was supposed to be a very fancy, fancy Italian restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It probably was in two thousand two or whenever that episode. Oh, yeah. Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to continue on the adventure with Spaghetti Clown Papo and the rest of the team. Last time, you guys made a decision, a, a somewhat. A uh, difficult and weighty decision as the adventure continued uh, in the aftermath of the Night's Pass Harvest Festival. The attack on Night's Pass led to some big magic, which resulted in the disappearance of the moon. Uh, the, some big magic. Some man. big magic, the full side effects of which you are not yet aware of, though you speculated on some last time, including whether or not there would be tides. We hexed the moon. (laughs) (laughs) The working theory is that Yanathan has imprisoned the moon goddess, which is why the moon has not, like, refilled. You are heading to Middleton to see if it might be Yanathan's sister Morgan, who was the she that was mentioned by the shape-shifting creature, uh, smuggled in the swarm portal in the cheese box. I had that realization at the same time of how bonkers uh, that sentence was. 
Like, yep, that's for any new correct. listeners. Welcome to D and D and D. Don't open cheese boxes. Oh my god. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, there we go. That's our warning. Oh, <laughs> you are heading into the the Knights Pass itself, the pass between the mountains uh, that goes uh, from east to west uh, and leads ultimately to uh, the lands of the west of which there are several. Uh, and you have to go through there to get to Middleton. Middleton is the like halfway point uh, of the pass. That's why it's called that. It ain't called Quarterton. <laughs> Dude, don't go to Quarterton. <laughs> Quarterton's just a hole in the, in the it's a, ground. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pick you guys up. It's been a little while since you uh, left Night's Pass. You have Popo the pig, Butter the horse, the cart that uh, you inherited along with uh, Butter back in the day, uh, and you're heading down the road. Uh, Zabbis is driving the cart. Uh, Marjorie. I'm sorry, we didn't inherit Butter. We no, created you, you cre- Butter. That's true. You, you, and you, we inherited the cart after we saved it from the swamp yes. in season one. Yes, well, it's our swamp cart. Swamp cart. Swamp Still cart. not 100% clean. <laughs> never, no, never, we'll never get that smell out. <laughs> <laughs> that is in the wood. That is baked in now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like it. <laughs> it's like one time I had like a stack of old like magazines I found at my house, and I real I I didn't realize for so long that the reason they smelled the way they did is because it's like fucking mildew and stuff. I kind of liked it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I I found a box of old records in my house growing up that had that same yeah wet basement smell. Smells kind of (laughs) good. What the home man? It's the smell of home. (laughs) Smell of home. Cigarettes and dust. Yeah. (laughs) So you're you're driving your smelly cart into the night's pass. So this is a, a pretty significant throughway uh, through the mountains. It's the uh, most accessible way through the mountains uh, in this region of the world. You're aware that there are other ways to get from uh, Plas Namzarid, the big trading city in the west, uh, well, the central west, I guess, to night's pass. Uh, including the treacherous swamps, although you're aware of the uh, obstacles that travelers who take that road could face. Uh, the pass, as you're aware of it, uh, is is a pretty easy road. It's how you all originally came to the city back in season one. That's where we, we met you. Uh, you're not too far west from the spot where the uh, original owl bear uh, attacked the caravan that was carrying um, Zabbis and Flack and Marjorie oh, back nostalgic. to the city. What's his name? Steve? Jeremy. Jeremy. What? Jeremy? Jeremy. What? Wow. Steve. I forgot. That guy <laughs> helped us so much in the Feywild. You can't even remember his name. I know, but I Listen, asked a lot because of I wanted to remember. Have helped us. I could have just not asked what his name was and just... That's true. And I, I wanted to know. That is... I mean, that's that thing where it's you you go for too long, you don't know someone's name, and it's like, well, this sucks either way. I either don't know their name, which is not acceptable, yeah. or I have to ask their name, which is also unacceptable. Yeah. Subtitled freshman spot. year of college. <laughs> yeah. You just call me a freshman? 
In a in a roundabout way, yes. I think you just called me a freshman. <laughs> freshman. I'm fucking fresh. <laughs> Here's some fun behind the scenes. Uh, season one, we recorded the entirety of before we released it, and when we got to the episodes uh, in the Feywild where we were interacting with Jeremy the Owl Bear, uh, we named him and called him Jeremy and had whole conversations with him. And then when I went back to edit episode one, I think it was. We named it Bradley and had to ADR in Jeremy. Holy shit. <laughs> really? Yep. We named it Bradley? Our way, whole podcast is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we just reneged. We just decided later on that his name was Jeremy collectively. It, it, we were all like, yep, so it's Jeremy. Weird. Continue. And, <laughs> and, and uh, oh my God. played entire scenes with him as Jeremy and then was like, <laughs> oh, no, we have to go back and get. I had to get uh, uh, Joel. And 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 Mike both saying Jeremy, <laughs> their lines Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy instead of Bradley <laughs> to cut into uh, episode that's one. So funny. Uh, do you also remember oh how we never said our roles through episode season one, and so we had to record individually every number multiple the numbers. times. Oh, yes, Chris yes. could like- splice in us saying sixteen. <laughs> yeah, and we had to change our emotion for you. So it's uh, like one, one, two. And then it's like, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I, ha- I still have the files of like the, just the string out of like two minutes like, of each of you saying numbers. Yeah. <laughs> us doing a like numbers station. Yeah. I, thing. I, I thought back then, like, oh, we're not going to need the math. Nobody wants to hear that. Like, nope. Very important. Very important. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, the lessons we learn four years later. Yeah, just do it. Just hey, if you're if you're listening to our podcast and you got some dumb idea that you want to do but are scared it's not going to be perfect, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just do you can ADR sure. Jeremy's name later on. Yeah. It's fine. Fix and post. The best advice. That's such you can good advice. Some- I hate oh those words. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hate those words. Yeah, the the majority of us here, every one of us here, every one of us, especially post production. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please don't say fix it in post. Please. So yeah, but you guys, uh, yeah. So you you pass by that spot just not too long ago, and you're traveling uh, west into the past. Hmm. Let me roll uh, investigation to see if there's anything there as we pass the spot. From that first battle that maybe we overlooked all those years ago. The big divot of Juno tripping over his sword. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something magical caused Juno to trip over his sword. (laughs) And we just didn't see it back then because we were dummies. And I really... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It could have been cool. A big three. Nope. Uh... You find no evidence of your previous encounter at this spot. It's just, you know, a small clearing where it's a few hours outside of the city into the past. So it would be definitely at the point where if it were, if like the sun were setting, you would make camp here before uh, you continue on the next day into the city. So there's, you know, remnants of different camps and stuff, but there's a lot that have built up over the years. There's like a pretty established fire pit of like a circle of rocks and stuff this is a a you know de facto campsite for travelers through the pass although even 
Well, with a three, that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, actually, never mind. <laughs> no, actually, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, you continue on uh, west, the, the wheels of the car turning through the well-worn tracks Oh, of wheels of the card. <laughs> you are a cleric now, not a bard. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, what's Flagetti's singing voice sound like? Is it? Oh, <gasps> oh, oh, you. I can't. <laughs> he can't sing. Oh man, <laughs> you, you felt a, a stirring in your soul to sing a song about the wheels, but <laughs> oh my god, like all of Journey, but that's what Steve Perry sounds like. <laughs> <So fuck. laughs> you ride for a little while and um you start to see why uh the ninth pass is called uh such the huge mountains as the sun sets behind them cast an enormous uh shadow through this valley this this uh you know depression between the mountains um and it gets dark really early even though it is uh probably early afternoon it's twilight Ooh, basically that sucks that's like my least ideal living situation. <laughs> <laughs> so it is getting it is getting dark and uh, not so much that, you know, it's treacherous to travel or anything. And all of you have dark vision. Uh, Butter and Popo don't. They, you know, they don't have dark vision. But, uh, you know, all of you can see just fine, although uh, and are able to guide them uh, through the past. Nothing ha- seems too out of the ordinary yet. You know, you, yeah. you, you've, you've, heard, you've heard these these reports that, you know, Middleton was attacked and taken over and that the pass has been plagued by monsters and things. But so far, it seems pretty normal. You know, they encourage you to move at some point in your adult life to live outside of the town that you grew up in. But look around. Knight's Pass is pretty nice. I don't regret buying property here, even though I was born on the streets. <laughs> I mean, you know, I always think about when people say like, oh, it's it would suck to just always be, stay in your hometown your whole life. But what if you live in like a really dope hometown? <laughs> well, I guess you wouldn't know it was a dope hometown unless you left your hometown to see another hometown. There's too much water on that island that we came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. Wait, what's your hometown like, Fletch? The forest. You just li- <laughs> did you live in a tree? Yeah. Hey, like buddy. A tre- what? You, s- you seem a little short tonight. Are you stressed? Yeah, I'm just. You know, I keep thinking about being a, like inside that dark creature monster, and I didn't like how I felt. And I just keep. Uh, I keep reflecting on that. Oh, and Marjorie gets quiet. Sorry to bring it down. Uh, my hometown was great. It was. I always lived in a tree, and we had. We got another tree uh, inhabitants. Uh, neighbors? I just call them neighbors. We had neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about death now. <laughs> My hometown is very, it is kind of, you know, everyone, it's very beautiful and everyone's very racist. Uh, it's like one of those, you know, where you think, oh, it would be very cool to live here it's so beautiful would they like me realize what would they like me 
Oh, absolutely not. I'm sorry. What about me? They barely like me. I'm realizing now that I think about it. You know, I've I've grown up a little bit and I'm just realizing some stuff about my life. So it was the right move for you to move out and find a house someplace else, huh? I think so, but I didn't like see it that way back then. Because what happened was like, basically, I, mean, I won't get too much into it. I'll tell you guys some other time because it's a whole thing. But I save save the town, you know, as as I do. Uh, and like, they, does he? <laughs> yeah, just, and they they my my friends and family all encouraged me to to go and you know be an adventurer and and use my 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 skills to save other towns, but not realizing. I is I that, think they just didn't want me to be there. Yeah, sorry, Zabas. I think they might have been feeding you beans with that story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I realize it. It's fine. Well, it's probably for but, the best because if they are racist, that sucks. It takes they, a lot to recognize your own racism, Zabas. I'm impressed that you could think of your hometown that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not racist. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so would they would they like flack? Uh, no, or, that's or the thing is they wouldn't like any. What about Flagetti though? I'm a I'm a. They clown. would absolutely not like Flagetti. They might. It might be a weird thing where you think that they do, but it's like it's because they think you're funny, you know? Yeah, but like they think I'm funny in the wrong way. Huh? Right? Yeah. yeah. It's... Oh, okay. I get it. Isn't that would... generally the Bard experience? Uh what? No, people love me for who I am. Do you think they love you for who you are when you're up on stage making music for their ears? Uh, yeah. Did you see them give me this pig? And I pat Papo on the head and he snorts. Did we ever ask if we could take Papo? They gave me the pig. It was yeah, they gift. did give it to him. It was a ceremonial harvest festival. The king of the night is presented with the Pig, and then we eat them. Yeah, yours truly. No, hey, hey, hey. And I cover Papo's ears. <laughs> oh, we were supposed no, to We eat didn't the get pig? to do the rest hey, of the Hey, hey, hey. And I cover them tighter. <laughs> Did we bring any food? We might have to eat him. What? We have wow. never once worried about food for some reason in like the three years we've been alive doing this adventure. <laughs> On this food we, podcast. We, we get food when we get it. I'm not worried about it. Also, I mean, the two food. of us are immortal, so or not immortal, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and if worse comes to worse, we have Papo, who was yeah. intended for the feast. Oh my God, Marjorie! <laughs> I agree. He was—he's going to die. Oh, we were going to. My God, <laughs> he was, he was, hey, you know what also tastes good? Fucking panther or whatever, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that cat is. Marjorie puts her hands over Pete's ears. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Panther doesn't taste pig. good. He's an intelligent. Uh, yeah, pig. pigs are smarter than cats. Oh my god! Don't I just how did this pig get so big? If he was smart, what? Because oh, good it, point. How come pig, the pig's so big? Yeah, because if the pig knows that he's going to die and be fed because he's so big, why would he choose to eat so much? Why wouldn't he sounds stay pretty, skinny? So sounds that, pretty dumb. So what the fuck kind of wackadoo logic is this? <laughs> Here, you just said he's here. Smart. Here's new rules. 
Fletch, you're not allowed to be near Poppo. Margarine, you can forget ever riding Poppo again. No. All right? Oh. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You maybe should have thought of that before you started talking about him as food. All right? No more riding that pig. I just, it takes a lot of hard-heartedness in order to live on the streets. And I'm just saying that every avenue of food consumption needs to be considered. You know what? I'm really glad that you you uh, lived on the streets and had a rough upbringing. Because you're glad now your of feet, that? Yeah, because now your feet are well-trained <laughs> to carry your ass around because you can't ride my feet. No uh, Flagetti's an asshole. He is an asshole. Yeah, change that. Yeah. How do you oh, change yeah. that? The guy who wants to save the pig's life is an asshole. Okay. <laughs> you care more Real about cool that guys. pig than you do about my feet. Yeah. Correct. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I just wow. imagining Flagetti eating it. Like, just a straight-up panther. Like, <laughs> that picture of Jeff Bezos eating that lizard. Do you know what I'm what? talking about? Dude, Google it. Do you? It's the sca- It's the most sinister <laughs> thing you've ever quack. seen. <laughs> oh, it came right up. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <gasps> Guys, don't Google this. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, why, This dude? is haunted. And what why the hell? picture of it i mean are you surprised no not at all it looks like a posed picture too yeah that's what i'm saying is it's like a photo i'm not looking it's so bizarre yikes i haven't looked i I mean i'd eat a lizard if given the opportunity gressel (laughs) read the room We eat smarter animals. Than I, I do. That's very <laughs> true. Yeah, pigs are Cows very are smart. So and I pigs are really smart. smart. I feel Lovely. very passionately about that. Actually, um, pigs you know are that some, extremely smart. Sometimes cows eat bones. Yeah, you said. Yeah, this you told yesterday. us that. <laughs> oh yeah, we learned about that today. Terrifying. Giraffes eat bones, and so do other uh, animals that have like multiple stomachs and need certain fucking powdery. Earth stuff from our bones. We'll see how so you that can routinely fun fact see. filters into this thing. Oh god! <laughs> do pigs eat bones? It pigs didn't, the article anything. didn't pigs say that anything. pigs. Pigs eat sounds bones, stupid. But I bet you could give a bone to a pig and it would enjoy it. Michael, Michael, <laughs> you're crossing a line. That was Fletch. That was, Fletch. That was not Michael. <laughs> As you guys are arguing over the uh, fate of Popo and the intent of the gift of presenting Popo to Flack, whether or not it was intended for food or intended uh, for domestication. I always remember a feast. <laughs> uh, you come to the crest of a small hill, and when you uh, look over, you see out um, in the middle distance uh, a outpost, a wooden outpost with a couple-story wooden tower. Oh, it's Quarterton. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't go there. Don't go to Quarterton. There is some smoke rising from it. You are unable to tell uh, immediately whether this is like a cook fire or a signal fire of some kind or if it is on fire, but there is certainly smoke coming from that direction. And uh, you can hear faintly uh, on the wind some noises at this point with just passively perceiving. The outpost sits upon an elevated point where the path of the pass passes underneath it uh, below a uh like a small cliff or outcropping the rocks of the mountains narrow 
on either side of the pass so that you have to, if you were to follow the road as uh, it is laid out, you will pass through this uh, opening and underneath this outpost. The, the fire is up? The fire, like- there is smoke rising from the outpost. At this point, at this distance, without rolling for it, you can't tell what the purpose, what the origin of the smoke is. But you've got better eyes than me. Yeah, yeah. Let what me let me see? take a let me take a look. Okay, twenty four. Nice. Yeah, I'm seeing. What you're seeing is the convergence of several different points of smoke as uh, flaming arrows were shot at the roof of the outpost. Oh, and oh. the sounds that you're hearing are uh, metal clanging and uh, faint shouts. Uh, you guys are still pretty good uh, distance away from this, but there seems to be a fight of some kind happening at this outpost. I think that the trouble that beset Middleton is now spread to Quarterton, and it will reach all the way to Night's Pass if we don't put an end to it here. Are we? <laughs> do we know this is Quarterton for sure? I, that's a city I made up. I think it's Quarterton now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. This is Quarterton. It's not its official name, but it's what we call yeah, it. Yeah, locals know, call it Quarterton. Yeah. All right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> bad place, but it sounds like it's even worse now. I yeah, told you it's fighting. just a hole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. A hole on top of a cliff. Um, yeah, we should probably go fix this, huh? We got to be prepared Ooh. for battle. <sighs> we really, we don't have other, like, we just have, we would have to walk through there anyway. No, I mean, we could just, like, walk under it and keep going but i feel like then you know we're kind of uh leapfrogging the problem there and we're gonna get to middleton and Mm -hmm. then you know if we solve that we go back to knight's pass and then it's like oh now they're on fire too you know yeah we gotta cut this off yeah like a control stop the bleeding burn or whatever (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we all have our own metaphors for it yeah yeah. the consensus is the same unlike with this pig I swear to God. <laughs> what are you going to do with Popo when we get into battle, man? He's not a battle pig. Yeah, you can't uh, ride He was bred sides. out of farm for reasons. <laughs> Let me see if I got stuff to make him a battle pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you put armor on him and stuff? I mean, you absolutely could put armor on him, but not. Right now, you do not have <laughs> pig armor on you. Pig armor. But, like, what if I do, though? <sighs> do you have, like, mage armor as a spell? I don't think you... I don't. That's not a cleric spell. It's got mage in the title. Okay. Looking around at it, what's the best way for us to get up to where the uh, smoke is coming from? Let's see... Um, are you trying to uh, discern, like, strategically what the best path forward would be? I mean, yes. I could turn into a bird and go scope it out. Oh, yeah, That's you haven't great... done that. You haven't done that in a while, yeah. Do that. Oh, yeah. That's a thing you can do. Bergerin. That's pretty cool. Bergerin? Bergerin. Go, nice. Bergerin. Tom Bergerin. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. That was a stupid show. I liked it, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm going to bring that up in the mix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, 
Hey everybody, Gressel here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 123 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter or D&D&Dpod on Instagram. Or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. Uh, sorry for flubbing, I've been talking a lot because I just recorded a Comfort Foods episode. The first one will be released this coming Monday, the 22nd, and my guest is here with me, Nick Scartarossi. Say hi, Nick. I love, I'm the first, I didn't know I was the very first You're going to be the, you're going to be the first because we got to plug your awesome thing, your TED Talk coming That's up. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So. D&D&D, that's, wow. You were really going through it. I was very impressed. I, I have to D&D&D. or I won't be able to do it. I like need to say it that way or it's not going to come out. <laughs> uh, when I, when I do it with, with uh, anybody else from the show, that they, they will mercilessly give me shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. <Aww. laughs> Uh, yeah, but we just had our, we just, uh, recorded our comfort foods episode. We talked about two amazing things, ramen and detective Pikachu, your comfort foods. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we get into that discussion and you guys will be able to hear it, uh, next week. We will still have a regular episode, uh, on Wednesday, uh, but these will be released kind of alongside regular episodes. So. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation, Nick, but I certainly did. I did. I had the yeah. best time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is great. I really, I genuinely mean that. It was like a wonderful conversation. <laughs> it, it was great. You know? It yeah. Great. It's, uh, I, I, uh, I love talking about food. What, what the show is, 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 uh, me exploring, uh, you know, what people, what people mean when they say comfort food, what people think of, uh, that comforts them, both, uh, the foods that feed their bodies and the pop culture that nourishes our souls. Uh, you you had great picks. We talked a lot about both, uh, especially ramen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, just it just it's so good. We it's something we both love and have uh, access to here in LA. So much great ramen. Um, so check that out. Uh, I'll, I'll put it out on Monday, the twenty second, uh, and it'll be here in your feeds on Spotify. Uh, also, uh, we have Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. Go check that out. Uh, where we will be releasing the next T-shirt will be coming in a month or two. Uh, so uh, go patreon.com slash pod for that. Uh, and Beth has just finished the season three logo. It's unbelievably cool. Uh, Nick, you know how good of an artist Beth is and how incredible her work is. And yeah, she's done multiple logos for uh, projects of mine. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I officiated. Yeah, yeah, and you married so. them. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I am a big fan of that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and her her work on this is on this uh, season three logo is. I I didn't think that they could get better, but but uh, it has when she she makes the things that I say real, and that's magic. Mm-hmm. You know, she's so talented. Yeah. It's crazy. The, Sometimes I have Beth, I'll be like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm just like, stop it. It's like, it's, it's like when Michael Jordan, if, can you imagine Michael Jordan was like, I don't know if I'm that good at basketball. <laughs> Beth is like the Michael Jordan of like graphic design. I'll say it. <laughs> I agree. She's very good. She's, she's incredible. Uh, we're, we're so yeah, fortunate. Yeah. To have her in our lives, really. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> start crying. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but that logo will be available soon. We'll, we will be revealing it soon when her shop is back up and running, BethBRad.shop. You'll be able to uh, get some Beth's art for your home. Uh, I have a lot of Beth art in mine, and I love it. Um, 
So check that out when it is back up. You'll hear it here and on the social feeds that I plugged earlier. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. I won't keep you guys too much longer and we'll get back to the episode. Thank you, Nick, for being on Comfort Foods on Monday, the 22nd. We'll release your episode. Uh, check out Thin Walls, uh, An Evening with My Neighbors, your stand-up special on YouTube, uh, and uh, your TED Talk, which we will link to in the description uh, on March 27th. Uh, thanks again, Nick. Thank you. All right, we'll get back to the episode. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Marjorie becomes a bird and soars high into the sky over the over the smoke um, and scopes out the most strategic path up to help the battle. And I also want to see uh, what what we're fighting here. Yeah. Sure. Get that intel, bird. <laughs> you turn into a bird. I forget. Do you remember what kind of bird you turned into? I'm allowed to turn into any kind of small bird. Okay. Um, a pelican yeah, was too it. large. A crow yeah. is probably the the biggest I can go. Crow's eh? probably the biggest you could go. I yeah, like uh, bigger than that would probably be veering into druid territory a little bit. Yeah, can't do a raven. Raven too big. Too big. Crow though. Crow. You could crow. How much bigger is a raven than a crow? Significant enough. Significantly. Why, really? Up yeah. to twice the size or more, maybe? Yeah, I feel ravens dumb, though, because I always forget which one is which. Do you remember the ravens and Big Bear at my at the at my bachelor party at the zoo? Those were monsters. Oh, ravens yeah. are enormous, and they also have uh, a lot more plumage underneath their neck. Mm-hmm. They have, like, a lion's crusty mane under their neck, the way that crows do not. They're Ooh. such cool birds. Marjorie, you turn into a crow and you fly, uh, soar, uh, catching, catching a thermal and raising up uh, the updraft towards the outpost, towards Quarterton, what you, what you are calling Quarterton. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> I don't suspicious. know. Fly casually. <laughs> and uh, as you do, uh, you see that flying uh, atop this outpost is the flag of Knight's Pass. Uh, if anybody wants to interpret what that would look like, be my guest. Um, <laughs> and you see that there are indeed some uh, flaming arrows that have hit, made contact with the roof of this, uh, of the outpost. They ha- it hasn't completely caught fire yet. So it's not a, th- they're solid planks. It's not a thatch roof. Um, so mm-hmm. there is smoke and it's smoldering, but it's not a blaze. You can tell that within the uh, tower, there are uh, two uh, humanoid uh, people in the, uh, in the armor of the, the Night's Pass City Watch. There are a couple of um, bodies on the ground um, and one watchman who is fighting some creatures that look kind of like humanoid dogs or or like wild oh, dog kind what? of they're bi- they're bipedal but they have um big ears and snouts yeah they are wearing like uh like very Zelda enemies they're very wearing very crude clothing it's all long strands of fabric that are like tied around them um the armor that they have is very nat- natural uh it's hides and things like that and they have crude uh, spears and short bows 
uh, that they are fighting with. There's a group of moblins. They're they're kind of moblin like, um, but they're they're <laughs> not as uh, they're not as bulbous. Like moblins have like uh, they're they're like big. They're 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 the size of uh, bacoblins, but they have the <laughs> face of moblins. <laughs> James <laughs> is just like excuse me. <laughs> Uh, there's a group of seven of them. One of them appears to be uh, hanging further back, um, and this one has a a very gnarled uh, wooden staff uh, with something glowing at the top of it. Can I recognize the glow as being s- similar to anything I've seen before, or is it just a new a glow? Uh, roll Arcana. Fifteen. Uh, it definitely seems magical to you. Ah, cool. I'm just so looking we- to know if it's a glow. That I have fought before. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let me. Um, yeah. How it, many um, dog dog folk are we looking there's at? Seven of them. Uh, w- one is this uh, this like you know mage type shaman looking guy. Three are archers. They're shooting up at the tower, uh, and then three are fighting. They have like um, spiked clubs, and they are fighting with the guardsmen. The watchman who is uh, at ground level. There are uh, two bodies of uh, the uh, dog-like creatures, uh, and then there are two bodies of uh, watchmen on the ground. You recognize the glow as enchantment magic uh, with that ar- arcana roll. You've come across it before with things like like Flack has cast a lot of enchantment magics with like charm and command and dissonant whispers and those kinds of spells. Uh, Tasha's hideous laughter is enchantment. Sleep is enchantment. Bane. Okay. Bane is enchantment. So you would recommend always enchantment. Uh, Tasha's mind whip that that Zabbos has gone to recently is enchantment. So you're familiar with that glow as being that kind of uh, that kind of magic. To answer your question of is this magic you have fought before? And then um, the arrangement of the dog folk. There's the narrow uh, section of, of pathway that I described before that's between these two cliffs. Uh, you are on the east side of that currently at some distance. The party is. Um, just to the west of that uh, is where the kind of bottom section of this outpost is. Uh, and that is where uh, to, the, to the northwest of this narrow point uh, is where the fighting is taking place. Uh, and on top of the northern uh, cliff of this narrow point is where the outpost rests, the, the outpost tower. There's another smaller building, um, no more than a shack, really, that is ground level with all of the, uh, the dog monsters and the, the watchman or woman, you don't know yet. And the tower is up on this little cliff. Uh, the path winds down from the small hill that the party is currently looking out from. Uh, down southwest until it meet, reaches this little narrow point. Um, and then there's wilderness up along the slope of the northern mountain. It's pretty dense trees. Uh, it's, it's not so thick to be impassable, especially with Fletch being able to gu- guide you through forest with relative ease. Yes, Thanks, you got it. You know, it's dense enough where you, uh, even with your bird's eyes, uh, are unable to kind of see what is up uh, beneath the canopy of trees in 
the uh, wilderness between you and the outpost on the, on the mountain slope. Uh, this south side is pretty steep. It's mostly rocks, uh, and it goes pretty much up into, the, into a mountainside. Uh, there's not really much to speak of on the south side. Okay. So are, we're not, like, visible to any... If those in the tower were to turn and look in your direction, they could probably discern that there are people at the top of this hill, but they're presumably distracted. Uh, from your perspective, Zabbis, okay. you're you, you can't see if they're looking in your direction. Uh, Marjorin, uh, you can s- see that they're not. They're, their attention is fixed on. They're preoccupied. Right. All right, I'm going to turn back. I'm going to fly back to our little caravan here. I'm going to land on Papo's head, and I'm going to relay this information as a bird. Get, get, get off, I shoot <laughs> yeah, no. I said no touching or riding. I don't care if you're a bird right now. Yeah. And I land on Fletch's head. Hey, just don't poop on me, please. I wouldn't. I, we already talked about this. <laughs> so I think we got to take. We got. Dogmen. That's weird. Dogmen. Yeah, that's a new, a new thing. If, uh, I was if expecting any of goops. you want to try to um, see if you know what these type of monsters are, you can roll a uh, history roll. Nature. A what? Nature roll. How do I or, roll? A his- or a history roll. I'll do one. I'll try uh, nature. Fifteen for my nature. I got twenty for nature. Let's go oh, with his. Wow. <laughs> Fletch, you've inc- encountered these creatures before. They're uh, native to these woods in the Moonshadow Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. Your tribe of uh, wood elves would have encountered them many times. They are gnolls. Gnolls. K-N-O-G-N. Ooh. Oh, they're scarier than I was imagining. I was honestly, I was imagining some Animal Crossing bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) They look real droopy. Oh, these dudes are. They're like kind of hyena. I don't know what I was imagining. I was imagining like like bulldog. I was trying to not use the word hyena because I feel like none of your characters would have a reference for a hyena. Okay. These guys are actually pretty fucking dope. Those are kind of cool looking. Their hands are wild dogs, yes. So massive, <laughs> guys. Yeah, we're uh, we're up against some pretty nasty, yeah, pretty nasty beasts here. Whoa! Uh, and I feel is he like gonna be able to handle all these dogs. Pete might be able to, but I don't know about Papo. Are you sure? I don't know about Papo, man. <laughs> okay, all I know is that cats have a natural weakness to dogs. All I know is that gnolls love big old fat pigs. Oh no! So maybe keep him away. At least Pete can fight. Uh, Popo can just charm, you know, and he's not going to charm these guys. Are they normally? Hey, Popo! Wait, I'm sorry. Popo can charm. No, no, he looks charming. I don't know. Okay, all right, you're winning some favor Uh, back. I see. He's charming little. Is that why you're so antagonistic towards the pig? You're threatened by his charm. Yeah, he's a little charming. I'm on his head, like looking my my bird head is down in front (laughs) of Flash's face. Are you worried? Are you worried Flack's gonna be closer to Popo than he is to you, Fletch? (laughs) No. Okay. No, I don't think so. It sounds like he might be. I'm not jealous. It's okay. We can revisit this later after we save Quarterton. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, speaking of, are they are gnolls normally aggressive? Yes. Yeah, they're scary. 
Fletch, your experience with Knowles would be, yeah, they are very antagonistic and aggressive. They, uh, they move in packs that, um, they are scavengers and they, they are thieves. They don't have a society that makes things. They are very much like take and repurpose. Like all of their ar- armor and clothing and things and weapons are stuff that, that they've, yeah. they've taken from traders that they've raided or villages that they've raided. I mean, that's smart. They've, you know, uh- <laughs> You know, like let, make everyone else do the work. Do the yeah, stuff. do the work, and, yeah. and they have expertise yeah. in duct tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, like you, you like margarine. That stuff that you saw is very like it is very crudely repurposed to make it work for Knowles. It's you know a hodgepodge of things. They came through my, I guess, uh, neighborhood, and uh, they they. I don't know how they did, but they. They climbed some trees and they stole uh, some neighbors' uh, weapons, but the joke was on them because they had bow and arrows, not you know anything. Because with they, their hands are so big, I, they wouldn't be. I able watched to use them bows. using bow and arrow. Well, they repurposed it then to make their own bows not and arrows. Fine, elven bows. Yeah, I have a question, Gressel. Yes, did I ever use the patches on my robe that are like? dogs you have not you have dog patches i do um not gonna lie i hate this right now that you're gonna make a dog fight (sighs) no just in general just there being dogs and i don't like dogs oh Uh, you're like dogs uh, yeah zabbis's whole thing is a fear of dogs i'm very afraid of dogs yeah like, since the beginning mm-hmm. of this campaign, that was one of the things that I just, like, picked. Was, like, I'm afraid of dogs. I think it came up previously, it's didn't come it? Up, we had like, come up a couple t- times, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. when we were fighting uh, Blue, uh, Rupert. Yeah, it came up then. Yes. It came up uh, in season one, the, uh, the risk and reward portals, the, like, dreams that you guys all had. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You had to fight in Zabbas's. You had to fight dogs. They're just very loud and not like unpredictable. And where I come from, everyone's just kind of like, you know, I just am not used to that. And maybe, maybe it's, I see a little bit of myself in them. In the dogs? Yeah. You just never know what they're going to do. They're going to, you know, you think they're going to zig and they they zag. (laughs) That's me. Okay, here's what I kind of want to do. Yeah, what's up? I hate having these patches on me that just is the potential for a dog. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it being on me. I'm debating, like, would I be able to just, like, rip it off my cloak and just throw it over there? Like, can I, like, like attach it to an arrow and just fire and then have there just be like surprise dogs <laughs> over there and then it confuses the dog people. What if the dogs align with the dogs? That would be a disaster. And I hope <laughs> that's not what happens. I mean, I'm assuming because I kind of create them that the dogs that... Or are they like baby birds or whatever they see when they wake up? That's their baba. Hope not. The way we've done the the patches previously has been that when you remove them, you get like a short toss and then 
it happens. Like it, it happens pretty quickly. So I don't know if you could like shoot the patch that far without it like there being a dog halfway through the flight of the arrow. Like just <laughs> oh, no. just to it would be it would be changing the way that this works too much to make this work as much as I Boo. so uh, to make the could. arrow thing work. But I love the rest of the plan. But but could maybe uh, Zabbis give the cloak to uh, Bergeron, who has it in her little claws, <gasps> oh. flies up and then uses her beak to rip off the patch and drop it, and then flies back and puts the uh, cloak nicely on Zabbis's shoulders again. Mar- Bird Margarine, the small crow, looks at this heavy ass little cloak. <laughs> this big cloak. Cloak. Well, what if we do this? What if we just literally cut out the patch of cloak it's on so it's still technically on the cloak and then I just have a hole in my cloak. I was gonna say that I just didn't want to suggest putting a hole in your cloak. No but but does that is that a workaround that technically works? Let's see what happens. (laughs) Okay. um, We don't just have scissors. You would would have scissors. Choose to have scissors. You would would totally have scissors. You have blades. Okay, yeah, I cut like a, I cut around. I how many dog patches are there? There's two, two, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I cut out both of them. Which where are they? Down by my side, like on the inside of my. Because right now my cloak is like sewn into another cloak for fashion purposes. <laughs> so I guess I kind of just yeah, it's I'm just like the lining. I guess the lining, yeah. 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 Okay, you give the patches of patches to Bird Mar- Margarine. And is that the plan that you're going to go you're going to you're going to dive bomb the gnolls with with <laughs> dogs? <laughs> That's correct. If Margarine is okay doing that. I am. I think it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> I take off and guys, I'm about to perform a comma dog Z. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Marjorie, what are you gonna how are you gonna do this? And then we'll figure out how how the roles are gonna make it happen. Marjorie is going to position herself behind the smoke so that they can't see her coming. Ooh. Dramatic. She's gonna eyeball that shaman. It's the shaman that she's the most wary of because magic is scary, y'all. And he's definitely the boss man. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna position herself behind that smoke, and when she feels ready, she's gonna tuck her wings and dive bomb the shaman. And use her little feetsies. She's gonna set it up, set it up so that she can pull both patches off with her right clawed foot, and hold on to the lining with her left clawed foot. And like a bird shitting on your head, she's gonna drop these two patches directly on top of of this uh, <laughs> magical goob. What's he, what is he? Noel. <laughs> goob. 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 All right. Uh, roll a. I guess, I guess acrobatics. I don't know what Yay! else to call this. 17. Yes. Yeah, with a 17, you're able to remove the patches uh, from their uh, backing. Uh, more like stickers, uh, I guess. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like the big stickers that kids would get from like the dentist or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like when you put two quarters in um, yeah. one of those disposables and it comes in the plastic or mm-hmm. the, the cardboard. Yeah. Absolutely. When the patches separate from their backing and make contact with the ground, they transform into two huge, barking, drooling, snarling mastiffs. Ooh. Yeah. 
ooh, oh, Marjorie has a pang in her heart for butter, too. Oh, God. <laughs> butter Better one? butter. Better butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't better butter, like, explode? Wait, yeah, it was a bad time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, yes, better butter did explode. Uh, I should add better butter to the March Madness bracket, the NBC <laughs> bracket. Yeah. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> that's the season two slot I got to fill will be better butter. Mm-hmm. These two Mastiffs spring to life, uh, snapping and barking and making a huge ruckus in the midst of the fray. The fighting, the hand-to-hand fighters are stunned by the sudden appearance of this, and they all, all of them, the, the three gnolls and the person, all turn in the direction of the dogs, wondering where, first, where they came from, second, if they're friend or foe. The watchman takes this opportunity to uh, stab one of the gnolls in the back of the head, killing it. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then the other two return fighting him. The dogs do sick the shaman, as you instructed, Marjorie, as you intended when you um, pour the patches. Uh, and the shaman drops his staff and flees ha! as the dogs uh, nip at his heels. Um, whatever magic that uh, he was casting falls when he drops his staff. Um, and now arrows that were being shot at the archers from the tower are able to connect with their targets, which previously oh. they had been bouncing off of some sort of hidden barrier. Uh, so two of the knolls, uh, two of the knoll archers, are now felled by arrows coming from the tower. I am impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fly back to my buds. Okay, I see her. That went so good, Zabus. That went so good, Zabus. <laughs> oh yeah. Like three, that killed like three gnolls. Wow, and the shaman God. ran away. There's a staff. Do you guys want a staff? We could have yeah. it. I'll take a staff. Yeah. Let's go. Are there still dog people, though? Yeah, we're going to have to kill some things, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, Zabbis, you want to hang out? Since you've already contributed to the fight with your patch, you want to just hang back with Popo and uh, make sure he's okay while we go take care of this? Where you're serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I would love that. Is that okay with the pig haters in attendance? Is that okay with you two? I mean, it's. I, I'm not a pig hater. I'm a pig realist. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore that. <laughs> Popo, be safe. And I turn around and start marching up uh, the path that was described. Okay. Let's roll for initiative. D&D is a Spotify-exclusive podcast written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, James A. Janice, and Chelsea Rebecca. Next time on D&D&D. I want to just wink at the other archer up there. (laughs) 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 Just look at him and just go, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the other archer's like holding his bow. (laughs) Like, uh... (laughs) This guy's going to come with us on our journey. (laughs) He's going to be so charmed by Fletch.
And the two of them become best friends. And Spaghetti Clown's over here like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, he's got his pig. He's fine. 